Welcome back. This is the soft count. So I went ahead and spent some money and invested into a pop filter. So hopefully I sound just a little bit better than I did before. I got a nice little condenser mic now and uh, man, I've had it. <laughs> I used to be a musician, which is stupid. <laughs> Don't ever be a musician. But I went ahead and bought this little pop filter in hopes that uh, take some of those harsh S's and P's out of there for you guys and uh, make it a little more enjoyable. So uh, there's some hot news in the NFL with the ownerships. There is, I don't, I don't know if people really think about this, about how powerful the owners of the NFL are. Everyone, everyone keeps saying, we need minority ownership in the NFL and we need diversity. It's like, these people, that's not what these people are. You can talk about that at the top of any other business in the world. When you talk about the NFL, these are like, that's when you start talking about old money. There's like a couple new owners, uh, David Tepper or whatever. He's probably the richest one now, but he's really, he's like not a part of the group. These other dudes like run the fucking country, basically. <laughs> remember, when, I mean, when Donald Trump was president, I remember he like went up against the NFL and really the owners didn't like that shit. And it's funny because Donald used to be part of the USFL back in the, back in the day. And then, uh, he wanted into the NFL, and they, they were like, nah, dude, you're not rich enough. We're, we're rich rich. We're old rich. We're, we are the epitome of rich. And what's interesting is, is Al, like, so Al Davis has never been the epitome of rich. And his son, Mark, is not rich at all. <laughs> they just own the team. There's a couple like that. Like, they're just, like, grandfathered in. They'd been they've been there since the beginning. Al Davis, they could never get rid of Al Davis. He was uh, he's like Jerry Jones, but Mark Davis is a. Uh, I I guess I, I hear a lot of people like him. I listen to John Middlecoff sometimes. He uh he likes him. He worked with him because John used to work with the Raiders, and he gets a lot of shit because of his hairdo, right? He's got like a wacky haircut. I don't give a shit. I've had all kinds of crazy haircuts in my life. It doesn't that that's not my thing with him. My thing with him is that he's never had to do anything ever in his entire life. And when Al died, he took over the team, and then they've had some success with him. But he's clearly not a good judge of character. John Gruden was a turd, and now. It turns out that Mark Davis might be a turd. <laughs> like uh, they, they hired a new president, and the president basically outed him. And then uh, they're going to do anything they can to get him out of there. There's a couple owners they they'll do anything they can to get rid of. But the problem with that is that these guys are more powerful and and richer than everyone, except for Mark Davis. And so he he really it won't be a challenge for them to to oust him. It'll get it'll happen. The Broncos were reportedly supposed to sell for four billion dollars, which was like more than I'd ever heard of. Now it's reportedly five billion. When the Raiders go to sell, fuck, we're talking. I don't know eight, nine. It's in Vegas, and now gambling. I've been gambling a long time. It's always been viewed as like this super dark thing, like gambling, strip clubs. Gambling's always been viewed as this super dark business, like the underground business, red light district business, like strip clubs, bar owners, bookies, casinos. Outside of Vegas, casinos don't have a very good reputation. They're kind of, it's always been considered like seedy. When you go to Vegas, it's it's glamorous. But like a casino in Atlantic City, 
doesn't feel like that. It's a different, it's a different vibe. And so gambling's always been kind of a part of that. But now, you know, they got Halle Berry and gambling commercial. Like, there's a commercial for gambling on every major sports TV channel, FS1, ESPN, anything. There's a gambling commercial on every break. And they are crazy. It's just nonstop. It's become mainstream culture, and it's still not legal in a lot of the states, which is so dumb. Like, get catch up with the world states. I'm in a state that's just going backwards all the time. Just, like, screaming like a little child, we don't want to go into the future. It's just insane. And there's a lot of places like that in our country, but it's going to happen. I got to... Everybody, you know, on my cell phone, I, it shouldn't be an issue. It shouldn't be. I should be able to pull out my cell phone and make a bet, and it's not an issue. And it's not an issue, really. But things have changed, right? We, we watch TV now. Everybody sees all these casino commercials, gambling commercials, be a Caesar, all that crazy stuff with actors. It's it's part of our culture now. And Vegas is the is the capital with an owner that doesn't have the resources to utilize what's going on there. And so they want him out. They want Dan Snyder out. These guys are shitbags, really. <laughs> These guys are bad people in, in a lot of ways. What they're going to get out for, listen, the NFL and the powers at the NFL and Roger Goodell have dirt on every single person in the league. And they could out anybody at any time. All those emails and shit, anytime they want to get somebody out of there, they just go back to their little email vault and they're like, look at this guy. He's a racist sack of shit. And they can boot anyone. Because all these people are just rich white people. And you'd be, you're would be you crazy if you think they're not just brought up that way and, and still think that way. They're, they're, they've never been challenged to not think that way. So if you were to read fucking emails from any of these people, you'd be like, Wow. And then they'd be out. And so that's why they don't release the emails. They can just keep them. And so whenever they feel like, you know what? I'm getting tired of Mark Davis. They can just leak that stuff and they're gone. John Gruden, leak it. They're gone. I'm not even sure it was they wanted John Gruden done. It was probably they wanted to start going after Mark Davis. So they start with his coach, then his president. Now his new president is accusing him of shit. It's, it's insane. Like, it is it's legit like Cold War crazy espionage shit. And I know people are like, oh, you're just you're just crazy. That's insane. It's like, no, when you're talking billions, billions, anything goes. Anything goes. I've seen people kill somebody for less, way less. <laughs> I mean, if you watch the Tiger King, he like they he found a guy to go kill somebody for three thousand dollars. So when you're talking about billions, absolute anything goes and right now it's emails and leaking shit and it'll just get it he'll be out of there they don't want to hurt the shield but they will if they have to i think they're they're done with him they want to make more money because that's the business it's all about making more money they don't give a shit what team is the best team unless it's like the the raiders (laughs) how would would that be if they were winning super bowls in vegas that would be nuts they'd love it the nfl would just be cashing checks left and right they'd love it so that's kind of the news in the NFL right now with the ownership. They can't get rid; they'll never get rid of Dan Snyder. He'll 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 die. The owner, <laughs> he, you can't get rid of him. He's too rich. Um, 
let's see, NFL. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, people are kind of rec- the OTAs. There's people not wanting to go to OTAs and shit. That's I don't. Nobody wants to go to OTAs. The only people that really want to go to OTAs are probably rookies. They just want to go. Like, get me out of college. Get me out of this place. Like, I don't. This girl. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm gone. And they go, and they're really excited about that. And so I'm all about that. But there's nothing to really report. Like, I, nobody's hurt right now. We'll probably get some reports over the next few weeks that, like, some rookie that you were kind of looking forward to tore his Achilles or something nuts. But that hasn't really started pouring in yet. I'm, I'm kind of expecting expecting that. We'll probably get a breaking story on one of the rookies doing something really out of the ordinary <laughs> is the best way to put it. And so that'll be always – that's always – I'm not sure if it's interesting or fun, but it, it is something that always happens. The NBA is cruising right along. Um, a couple things that I wasn't quite expecting. I, well, it was kind of my initial expectation of the East. I thought initially that the Celtics and Bucks would beat each other up, and then the Heat would just kind of slide right in and beat up whoever's left. And it appears that might be the way it's going. I'm not 100% sure on that yet. Giannis is still awesome, and he is unguardable dominate they're doing this they're doing their best it's funny because everyone's like wow they did a really good job guarding Giannis and it's like well they got 32 points <laughs> I mean, yeah I mean yeah he didn't get 50 so if that's if that's good they just need help somewhere else you know Connaughton's got to bang something Holiday's got to bang something down like these guys got to hit shots it can't just be Giannis and it can't just be iso ball I saw Chuck talking about that it's like they're just kicking it to him. Now it's your turn. Now it's his turn. Now it's your turn. You know, that shit. That shit doesn't work. <laughs> if you don't have LeBron or KD, and even then, KD and LeBron, when they when they were doing that a couple of times, like all right, now it's your turn, my turn, whatever team they were on, it like only got them so far. And typically that was to the finals, but it's like it's just not enough. So for the for the Bucks to really rally here. I mean, what is it? It's 3-2. They're still they can still put this out. They just need to they need to play better. The other guy, the others need to play better. As far as the West, man, Golden State is on a roll. And none of the other teams there, Dallas, Phoenix, Memphis, none of them look anywhere near the level of Golden State in the West. Now, the West is less physical than the East right now, which is interesting. Whoever comes out of the West is going to be kind of a finesse team. And whoever comes out of the East is going to be tough defensively. I mean, Giannis, even though their defense kind of sucks, Giannis doesn't. And as a defensive player, he's going to be one of the best ones on the on the court. And then you've got the Heat, who are a really you know, physical, good, well-coached defense. I mean, they're the, they got the best coach. Eric Spolster is awesome. LeBron should have never left Eric. I mean, he's those two would have been – they would have brought other people in. They would have been successful. I mean, Chris Bosh was there for a long time and was playing well. He had some weird sickness. I don't know what happened to him, but something happened. Anyway, the East is a much more physical, and, and they're going to beat each other up. It would be kind of sweet to see Philly rally and, and get it done. But in the last two games – Harden's played a lot better, a lot better. 
And it appears that the helmet thing on Giannis isn't bothering him too much because he got like 30 and 17 the other night, which was wild. But they uh, they let that series get away from him a little bit. And so it's going to be a tough fight. I mean, these two – Milwaukee Bucks, Celtics could go to Game 7, and so could the Heat and Philly now. I think both of those games could go to Game 7. I think I think the Suns are going to not – I think they're going to, you know, finish this out real soon. Golden State's obviously – Memphis is done. Jaw's gone, and they don't have any other player on the team that can score points regularly, consistently. I thought Dylan Brooks was that guy, but he came back from that suspension, and he played like shit. Their coach, I don't know if I like their coach. Something about him that I don't like. (laughs) When I hear him speak, it's like, man, you're kind of a baby, and I'm not sure you're that smart. I NBA coach, it's weird. Being a successful NBA coach doesn't necessarily I've been watching, you know, everybody's watching Winning Time. A lot of bad backlash on that. It's just a TV show. I just like it. It's not like it doesn't tell the exact story, but it gives you a, a rough outline of what went down and then they take liberties with the characters to make it more fun. But uh, you know, they got a couple coaches in that show. They 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 portray Jack McKinney as a genius. And and how he like it's like uh, what was that that chess show that everybody loved? Queen's Gambit, like like he's like sitting there meditating, seeing lines and people running routes on the court and shit. I don't know how much of that there is in the real NBA today. Back then, I think you probably had a lot more guys. Like I think you had a lot more guys that they may have run more plays. I don't know. It just seems like a different game today. Like how do you tell? Like LeBron just runs the offense all the time. Like. I can't imagine outside of like what bum is going to go in to replace a bum. I, I just don't know what the coaches are doing other than like motivating. Like everybody seems like Monty Williams, and and he seems like a really cool dude, like an older dude that you would look up to, admire even because <clears throat> of his success and his family and his kind of just life outlook. But like, is he a genius? Like a schematic genius? I can't imagine. Are there any left in the NBA? I have no idea. I have no idea. I can't. I mean, Phil Jackson, what? He was like the last guy that people looked at and were like, oh, he was a genius because he ran the triangle. And that's interesting, right? Because you associate a scheme with a coach and then you call him a genius. Which is, and, and all the new, all the modern day coaches, I can't think of another coach right now coaching that you associate a like a scheme or a style with there aren't any it's very odd i hadn't thought about that until i just started talking about it and it's like wow there really are not any coaches that um the knicks coach you associate with playing his stars too much <laughs> that was like his thing for a long time what the hell is that guy's name i don't remember Thibodeau. i don't know something like that so yeah, we'll be anyway. I'm hoping that the those two these series get wrapped up this week. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it all goes. I haven't really been betting. I don't. I used to bet on the NBA a lot, but I typically bet it on player props, like the over under on how many points they would have in what quarter. I made a bunch of money one time in the playoffs with LeBron, where I said he'd have 16 points in the first quarter, and he had like 18 or something, and uh, that was a nice win because it was it was like plus 400, you know? Like, it's hard to score 20 points in a quarter. But I made that bet one day because I just thought LeBron was pissed. I think it was like around the time Draymond Green kicked him in the 
crotch, and I was like, he's going to come out and just torch him, and he did. LeBron was pissed. It was sweet. Anyway, good week of basketball. I'm, I'm pretty pumped about it. I'm not – I'm not um, – yeah, there's just not a lot to say, and I don't really have picks for you on game. I, I'm, my pick is the Bucks win it all still. That's where my pick is. I wanted to talk about the UFC 276 fight card that, that got released. <laughs> this fight card is out of control. This card's got Izzy and Jared Cannonier, which is going to be awesome. Jared came out to the Bloodsport theme song in the Van Damme movie. It was like my favorite movie as a kid, that and Kickboxer. I love Van Damme and Arnold Schwarzenegger were like my two favorite actors growing up. It's like my generation. I I was born in the 80s, so I grew up with those guys in the early 90s is when really their heyday. But uh, Jared came out to the Bloodsport song. I kind of was in then. I also saw him on one of those embedded videos working out in his room. And he's a serious guy, which I, I really like that about him. He just is – he's a he's a different cat. If you saw the video that was, went viral of him sitting there with, like, Patty Pimblett and that girl and Al Jermaine Sterling, they were all, like, party, like, going wild party. And he's just sitting there stone-faced, like, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar stone-faced. Like, get the fuck out of my face, people. He's cool. If he can not get tired against Izzy, he's got a chance. I, the problem with Jared is he's shorter than Izzy. And his his speed, he's not as fast. I've seen Jared lose. Uh, Izzy's, I think Izzy's going to probably make short work of Jared. <laughs> I don't think it'll be difficult for him at all. But Jared's a good fighter, and he's fun to watch. He's a serious guy. I like him a lot. I like the, he, listening to him talk. He's super weird. I, I think he's just the weirdest dude, and I love that about him. And so that fight, that fight's going to be awesome. This is this will be in July, early July. So I just wanted to run through the card real quick, and we'll, we'll talk about it. There'll be some shit that comes out. Some of the fighters will get replaced. Uh, and I just wanted to mention this because then and then they got Alex the Great, Alexander Volkanovsky, and Max Holloway three. Man, Max does Max got robbed the last time they fought. Max whipped his ass for the whole fight and then lost the decision, and it was shocking. I thought I thought it was one of the most shocking decisions I'd ever seen. And in the last couple of fights, Max has only looked better, killing people. He his hands, he's probably the only UFC fighter that could box, like legitimately box people. He he's he can box. <laughs> he's the only one, and it's mostly because of his speed. He reminds me of those Mexican boxers. When you watch like some kind of crazy late night Friday night fight shit and two Mexican boxers come out the way they kind of stand Max takes that same similar stance hands high a little bit wide really fast lightning fast and uh, he might be the only one I think that could probably do it he could probably do it I know everybody thinks they can be a boxer in UFC right now they're all like oh we could all be boxers it's like no you can't there's 12 rounds you, you can never get tired you can't get tired at all you guys get tired in three rounds Max Holloway can go 12 rounds and Mac, with full speed, and not, his gas tank won't run out. He looks like a boxer. Um, I love him. He's great. Alex, man, Alex, I just don't love him. He's not my favorite fighter. Like, he, sur- he is a survivor, though, and he's, he's really talented. 
Um, his body for for that weight class again, he is a load. He's like a short, stocky beast, and he's really strong. He's pretty quick. I don't think he's a great fighter, but he is hard to get out, and and that's why he's the the champ. You can't get him out. And uh, Ortega almost did a couple times. Ortega took a beating in that fight. Everybody was like, wow, that's fight of the year. And I'm like, really? It's more like the beating of the year with where he got grabbed in a, I don't know, he, he grabbed him in a guillotine and almost got him, at, you know, halfway through the fight after he was already beat to a pulp. It's like, I don't know if that's the fight of the year as much as it's just like a beating that he survived. Alex just beat the pants off of Ortega. And Ortega almost submitted him once, you know. So, I don't know. I'm not... I'm not all in on Alexander. I know he even talks about it. He's like, I don't, you know, I'm not the biggest. I don't know why people don't believe in me yet. I'm not the biggest thing. And it's like, well, it's because your fights don't look that good. You you don't look good in your wins. And in the Max Holloway 2 fight, I think most people would say you lost and you didn't. You know, the old lady with the blue hair chewing gum with her fucking bifocals on said that you won that fight and she's rating it for for vegas apparently so that fight's gonna be sweet max's gangster alex's gangster sweet fight let me tell you something about this next fight sean strickland versus alex Pereira. if you haven't seen Pereira fight yet he is he looks like something from a movie like a villain in a movie like tong po from kickboxer this guy is fucking huge and like he's huge at the same time as not being like big he's like lean and giant and he's he's a he's a muay thai kickboxer really his elbows his knees his combos they're sick and i think the only kind of fighter that's really going to beat him right now is going to be a superior striker which there are not many there's really only one maybe or a wrestler because I saw him get taken down in the last couple of fights, and it didn't really look like he knew what he was doing. And they paired him up with Sean Strickland. The, Str- the Sean Strickland train is about to hit a brick wall. Sean Strickland self-admittedly says he doesn't hit hard, and he doesn't. His punches, his punching is rudimentary. His standing game—I just can't stand watching him fight. It's ugly. It's ugly. His punching, the way he. There's nothing good about it. He holds his hands at the middle of his chest and throws these straights that are ugly. His footwork's bad. He's tough, and people like him because now apparently he's crazy because he has like a he lives in a shitty apartment with a Glock, and so now he's an insane person. I'm like, I just don't. I don't even care. Once Alex goes in there and absolutely ends you, I'm. T- I don't want to hear about it anymore. You're not championship material at all. Now, if you go in there and you beat Alex Pereira, now if you beat him on points and a decision because you just stood there like throwing these little dinky punches the whole time, that's not even going to work because, first of all, Alex throws bombs. That's not going to work against him. I I don't believe it. So I'm not even going to go there. If somehow you win and it's by a split decision, I'm going to be asking some questions because that would be insane. Prove me wrong. I don't know. I've just never – all of his fights to me are – like rudimentary shit, nothing special there. I don't see it. I see a crazy. I, I see a guy that's like created crazy character that he's like living now, but his fighting is not special. Alex Pereira's fighting super special, elite special. 
possibly challenging Izzy Adesanya special. And Strickland, you know, he wanted to fight Izzy next. And it's like, dude, <laughs> there's no fucking way. They'll never let you get in there with Izzy. It'd be over in three seconds. Nobody wants. I mean, Dana likes first round knockouts, but not in the headliner. Like, not really. I mean, he wants he wants to he wants people making he wants to be making money. I don't know. Sean Strickland's just not it. He ain't it. Lauren Murphy, Misha Tate, banging fight. That'll probably that has a chance to be fight of the night. Really fun. Sean O'Malley, Pedro Munoz. Uh, I don't blame Sean O'Malley for not fighting anybody. He's not getting paid yet. He wants to get paid before he starts fighting people. I think the thing is, though, is, is what is getting paid. You know, like if you want to get to the headlining events, when you see the numbers, these guys make a couple hundred grand. You know, Izzy's going to make probably half a million. You know, half a million. He'll probably make five hundred thousand dollars for the fight. That's a lot of money for UFC, and it's you know, good money. But if Sean Malley's making ten grand still, like I'd just be like, yeah, give me whoever. You give me a hundred grand, I'll, you know, fight, I'll fight better people. The interesting thing about that weight division, though, is there's just not that many people. Bantamweight for, like, how many grown men weigh 135 that are strong? Not not many. 135 is little. And what's funny about Sean O'Malley is he's like 6'1". You know, he might be 6'2", even. I don't know. He's pretty fucking tall. Uh, They got Uriah Hall on here, Jessica I, Macy Barber. All good fights. Robbie Lawler's on here. Like, whatever. It's like watching the Shogun Hua fight. Go away. <laughs> Driscus Duplisis, that dude is badass. That'll be fun. So that's the card, the the early, the, the main card for uh, UFC 276. Pretty exciting shit. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Tom Brady signed on with Fox News. I didn't see that happening. I didn't see Tom going that route where he's going to be on TV. I thought he might take the Michael Jordan route where you're kind of like, I still come out once in a while and I'm the big shit. And maybe nowadays with the internet, like, and, and Michael hasn't done this, but Instagram's really become Tom Brady's like new thing. And it's like, why have a boss? At Fox, like, why even have a boss? Why put yourself? You're Tom Brady. You're not even Drew Brees is on TV right now. Why? Because Drew Brees didn't win seven Super Bowls. He won a Super Bowl, maybe two. I'm pretty sure just one. But and so now he's on TV. Like, don't forget about me. Don't forget about me. We still talk about Joe Montana. He's not on TV. We still talk about him. His name comes up a lot. He won a lot of Super Bowls. And he's not, you know, he's not on TV. His name still gets mentioned. Tom, we're not going to forget about you. You don't need to go on TV. And now with Instagram, which you really like, like you can just be your own boss and be on Instagram whenever you want. I don't I'm not a fan. If he everyone's like, "Well, he'll he won't fail. He's never failed at anything." And I'm like, I've seen Tom Brady on TV hanging out with Gronk and shit. It's awkward sometimes. Like he's gotten better. But his humor isn't that good. Like he's not a funny guy necessarily. It's like funny because it's cringe. Like you're you're laughing at him, not really with him. And so I'm not and, and Tom's okay with that. Like he understands the joke is me. You know, like he makes fun of himself. And it's like, dude, 
I don't need you on TV, man. I don't want you to to. You don't need to be on the same level as other everybody else on TV. You're not. You're better than them. <laughs> and I don't even like you, but you're better than all those guys. And so I find that very strange that he's and even before he's retired, like he's already told you, I'm going to Fox. Colin's going to be shitting bricks. I'm sure Colin already knew. He's on vacation right now. He's got Joy Taylor running his show. She's been losing it about NIL for a while. She said something interesting a minute ago. Joy Taylor said, and she's talking about NIL, and she's like, this is for all the kids. It's not just the football players. It's the, the all the athletes of all the sports. Let me tell you, there is not going to be, outside of men's football and maybe some basketball, definitely some basketball, and maybe some baseball for like some crazy Midwestern school like that that only like lives off baseball. I don't know what schools those are because I, I don't care. But they are out there. But the idea she's sitting there thinking like, well, girls will be able to get this too. It's like <laughs> what world are you living in? Have you ever have you seen what schools do for any other student athlete that doesn't play football or basketball? <laughs> it's not a nice life. It ain't it is not that great. And that's at Ohio State, like big schools. They don't give a shit about you if you're not playing football. I mean, they'll help you. You're there. They've got resources, but they're not getting NIL money. That's for damn sure because they don't bring in any money. The only There's only two sports that generate capital at Ohio State University, and I'm not even sure basketball generates money because they spend a lot of money, you know, just in the stadium alone, like, and the stadium's never full. And so I'm not 100% sure they're making money on basketball. Football, cash cow. It's why Ohio State is the biggest university in the country. It's why they have more students than anybody at anywhere. It's huge. The university is Columbus. <laughs> They've, like, basically bought the city. Now, that all being said, they take the money they make from that revenue, and they're supposed to split it up equally among all sports. That's not what they do. Now the other schools, the other sports get funding, but you know when they host a women's field hockey game, between the people they pay to put it on, the field care, the stadium care, the throwing away the trash. I mean, between all of that and actually putting on the game, like they're losing money putting that game on, but they're making money because those students are going to school there, and you know there's a, it's fine. I'm not saying there's anything wrong or those kids shouldn't be playing sports or whatever. That sport shouldn't exist or anything. I'm just saying from the school's point of view and NIL, they're never going to be giving money to some field hockey player. I think it's really uh, just not a – that's the problem, right? Like everybody wants to assume everybody's going to do the right thing. It's like it's all going to balance out. It's like no, it's not. It won't. Kids are going to be transferred, like some offensive lineman, like somebody goes down in, in LSU and they look up and they're like, man, that OSU, that OSU uh, lineman we could use, offer him $10 million to transfer right now. Like, why wouldn't you? It's like a drop in the bucket for these rich boosters. Like, who gives a shit for them? And that's where they're at right now. You think anybody gives a shit about even like men's swimming or men's soccer at these big schools? They don't. There might be a booster somewhere along the way that's going to offer a little money here and there for some of these other sports. But like I said, these sports don't generate money. And so nobody really cares. 
Something to think about. I've been watching my analytics here. I got a lot of listeners now all over the world. I got, you know, nobody's, uh, you know, hit the follow. Give me a follow. Give me a like. Maybe leave a review. If you like listening to me talk, that would, uh, you know, help your boy out. And I would really appreciate it. Talk to you guys this week. I'm going to watch some NBA this, this uh, the next couple nights. See how it goes. Oh, yeah, Al Horford, by the way. Honorable mention of the of the weekend to Al Horford for scoring 35 points at his age. And then he's like, I just want to thank God. It's like, dude, you did all the work. <laughs> I'm always crazy. I'm always amazed. Like, it's like you do all this work in all working out in and out of the building all night long. You grind, you grind, you grind. You make it to the top. You, you finally do it. Excuse me. You finally do it. And then instead of just like thanking maybe some of the people that helped you get there or something, it's just like, thank God. It's like, dude, you did it. Nice job to Al Horford. So, yeah, first Tuesday night podcast. Stoked to talk to you guys. Talk to you soon. Peace.